0: Forged in Fire podcast. Be warned, we're not your typical Christian podcast. We tell it like it is, we don't pull punches, and we're committed to teaching biblical truth even when that truth hurts your feelings. Sensitive listener discretion is advised. Let's rock. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. James 1, verses 2-4 through 4. Hey guys, this is Matt. Welcome back to Fortune and Fire Podcast. Thank you so much for uh, just joining in, streaming, downloading, however you're listening to the show. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Uh, we're going to switch gears just a little bit. We're going to finish up today our series talking about trouble. Like I said, we're going to switch gears just a little bit and and kind of back it down. I really just wanted to make this one as simple as possible and really just kind of straight from the heart because it's, you know, man, it's just, it's it's one of those things easier said than done. You know, we, we began talking about what, and then we started talking about why. Now, uh, I said that we would ended up talking about who, who of course being, you know, the Lord, you're the simple fact that you are not by yourself through whatever it is you might be facing, uh, even when it feels that way. And I'm, I'm well aware of the fact that a lot of times it does. The thing is, you know, I wanted to give, you know, I wanted to talk about this, but not just in like a, you know, feel good, you know, hey, don't worry, Jesus has your back kind of way, you know, kind of really give it a, a practical feel, you know, what does it look like to lean on God. You know, I, I want to point out a few things. Number one is a simple fact that this trusting God in the midst of your trouble is difficult and, and it's more difficult than it should be. And that's because for us as people, see, trust doesn't come naturally to, to us as human beings. That's because our natural inclination is to look out for and to take care of, number one, take care of ourselves. And placing ourselves, you know, or our, our likelihood or our lives or livelihood was actually the word I was looking for, placing that in somebody else's hands is really counterintuitive to that sense of self-preservation that we have. And so trust doesn't come natural to us. And it's even harder when... You have to trust something that you cannot see, somebody you cannot see, you cannot touch and grasp and, you know, make a a physical connection with of some kind. And, you know, I'm going to take just a couple of minutes and and point out that several times in the scripture, and of course, I'm not going to point out all of them. We just, you know, we don't have this kind of time. I I like to uh, try to make this show short and sweet. We are told in Scripture over and over again, repeatedly, to trust in God, to to lean on God. God is, and you know, I might be getting into broken record territory here, but God is repeatedly called our refuge and our shield. The only good that a shield does is in battle. That's that's its purpose, is to protect you in battle. That's that's what a shield is for. So again, you know, God is our shield. That doesn't mean that the battles aren't going to come, but it means that when they do, we will be protected. Now, that doesn't mean that we won't be battered and bruised. That's not what that means. But it means that we will survive it. We will come out of it. And again, God as our refuge, you know, a refuge is uh, the best way to look at it. It's really like kind of an any port in a storm. Uh, kind of mindset whereas you know a refuge is a safe place from the storm from the trouble from the danger you know that doesn't mean it's a you know five-room penthouse suite with uh i don't know a jacuzzi bath and and a gazebo out back you know it it might be a dilapidated old you know only being held up by the termites eating the wood out you know old barn or something but it keeps you away from the elements Now, of course, the Lord is so much more than that. But I want to point out that a lot of times we have such a hard time with the trust issue because, well, it makes us uncomfortable. You know, where trust doesn't come naturally because that's uncomfortable. And then you double that up and, and it's, I'm sorry, I bumped the mic a little right there. You double that up. And it's expounded by the fact that we're already uncomfortable because we're in some painful, difficult, desperate, you know, just painful, hard situations. And so you just you double that and and you compound it. And, you know, it's real easy for us to kind of just lean back in the corner and, you know, draw ourselves in and and just kind of try to protect ourselves. But we are told repeatedly in Scripture to trust in God, for example, in Proverbs. One of my favorite verses in all of scripture, because it really, it, it kind of sums up the Christian faith uh, as a whole. Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Now I want to break down two parts of that real quick. Number one, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. That's because, but first coffee. Mm. that was a little hotter than I was prepared for it to be. (laughs) Um, That is because, as I've said many, many times, and I'm sure I'll say many more times before this is through, uh, which hopefully will be when I'm through, but, you know, anywho, I'll digress, is your, our own understanding is insufficient because we have finite minds. We are finite creations. We cannot, by its very nature... Fully grasp an infinite being, that's just not in the cards for us. But furthermore, and, and the part that I want to focus on today, it says, uh, "In all your ways, acknowledge Him, acknowledge God, and He will make straight your paths." And then uh, we look at First Peter five, verses six and seven. It says, "Humble yourselves, therefore." under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you, casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. And then, of course, Matthew uh, 28, 20, the second half of that verse, Jesus says, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And, you know, it's real easy for us to like I said, I don't, I don't want to steer this in the feel good, you know. Hey, you know, God's got your back. You got this. You know, you're not alone. Blah 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 blah. But I, I do want. I feel like it bears repeating. It, it's definitely worth pointing out, and it needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be understood, and it's something that we need to hold on to. It's, it's one of those, you know, like a lot of things uh, in the Christian life. It's one of those that's easier said than done. But I do want to point out the fact that God has always been willing able and has followed through on helping and supporting and taking care of us always has from the very beginning if you look in genesis 3 well i don't know if everybody knows but of course genesis 3 is where we learn about the fall adam and eve's original sin in the garden and in verse 21 there Uh, Right as they're being kicked out, you know, they've lost everything. They've lost this paradise. They don't have it anymore. They're being kicked away. But in verse 21, it says, And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Now, I have heard the part of this verse that I usually hear is, and it's true, is the fact that this shows us, even from the very beginning, Because, you know, people ask, well, why did Jesus have to die on the cross? This shows us from the very beginning that the covering of sin requires the spilling of blood. And it has from the very beginning. Because this says that the Lord God made coats of skins for Adam and Eve. Where did the skins come from? Yeah, animals. I don't know which animals. Moses didn't see fit to put that in the text. But it's very clear that uh, not only was the spilling of blood required to cover that sin, but God himself is the one that did the work. God made the skins, the clothing of skins for Adam and Eve, just like he later took on the cross for you and me. And so he has always been able, willing, and again has followed through, on. I mean, helping us out, doing it, you know, for us, taking care of us, you know. Uh, one more time, people say, "Well, God helps those that helps themselves." So that's, you know. That's not true. Or, or that uh, God will never give you more than you can handle. Also not true. He will constantly give you more than you can handle. Because the idea is for you to lean on him and lean on him completely. Because in and of yourself, you're just not enough. You know, I mean, that, that's not a knock on you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not enough. Nobody's enough. You know, that's not a knock on, every, on anybody. That's not intended to make anybody feel bad. That's just the simple truth. In and of ourself all alone. I mean, we're... <laughs> We, we don't got this. And I know that's bad grammar. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, that's the truth. We don't got this. And so, what we have to do, especially when we're in the midst of tribulations and, and hurt and hard times, is we have to kind of make ourselves lean on God. Now, what does that look like? That's that's kind of the, the real take-home. Here I want to look at uh, a passage from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. It's quite a long passage, but I'm going to go through all of it. Just uh, bear with me. uh, Read along if you've got your Bible. I'm reading it out of the English Standard Version because it does read just a little bit easier. Matthew 6, starting at verse uh, 25 to the end of that chapter. This is Christ speaking. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What you'll eat, what you'll drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Course, the answer there is obvious nobody. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't toil or spin, and yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will He not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Jesus says that quite a few times. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What will we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things. The unbelievers, in some translations, uh, seek after these things. And your Heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first. Here's the exclamation point. That was my exclamation point noise. I don't know if that made Yeah, that'll work. So here's the exclamation point. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for himself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, there's a lot to unpack there, but I want to focus on my... uh, Poorly executed exclamation point there. Uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those things will be added on to you. Two things about this. Number one, keep in mind we're talking about needs. You know, things that you need. Food, water, clothing, shelter. God knows that you need all of these things. Um, and so a lot of times we can... Uh, and I mean, I'm speaking from experience on this one. A lot of times we can feel like we've been abandoned, like God isn't with us and and carrying us through whatever it is that we're dealing with because we're not fulfilled. You know, we're not satisfied. You know, we're, we're eating, you know, we're surviving, but we're not thriving and we have a hard time with that. And the simple fact is that, uh, you know, Jesus is talking about our needs here, not our wants. You know, I want a sirloin steak. Really want a sirloin steak. That's, that's like my man. God was having a great day when he made cows. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I want steak. But I don't need steak to survive. I can survive on a whole lot less than that. And so our needs, not our wants or what will be taken care of, if. This is another one of those implied if statements. You know, it, it doesn't come out and just say the word if, but it's it's very plainly, the meaning of it is very clearly there in the text. If we will seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, then all of those will be added on to us. And that's the part that I want to focus on here for the for the closing, is what exactly does that look like? What does that mean? Well, I'm going to tell you uh, in in I think I can tell you in just a few minutes. Actually, it's a lot simpler than you may think. Uh, I put out a well, yeah, a blog post. I don't know what else to put it. um, A little over a week ago, about making time for God and why that was important and what it looked like, and that right there is really the answer: is you make time for God and you make Him a priority, you put him first. Well, how do you do that? You get up early, you know, and it doesn't, you don't have to, I mean, if you've got the time to to sit somewhere secluded in, in a nice quiet spot where you won't be interrupted and you've got the time and, and the ability to sit and, and get lost in the word and then study and prayer for two or three hours, man, that's awesome. Have at it. But a lot of us don't have that luxury. If I'm lucky, I get about 45 minutes in the morning. Maybe an hour if I get up early enough. But see, that's the thing is all it takes, guys, is is just, it, it takes five minutes. Get up five minutes early, 10 minutes early, 20 minutes early, and get in the Word. Just, just get in there. Let me encourage you go through Psalms, go through the Proverbs. There's, especially if you're hurting, man, Psalms is a great book to be in because David just, man, the Psalms, they just, they encompass all shades of of human emotion i mean from joy to sorrow to pain you god why have you forsaken me god where are you at so let me encourage you to do that and, and to make that a part of your routine but here's why that is important and again i'm speaking from experience just well yeah about a week ago i um i did not get up early and make time to get my studies done in the morning and, uh, according to my wife and a couple others around me, um, let's just say I was hard to deal with. <laughs> let's, let's leave it at that. Uh, I was a butthole. Okay. I was, yeah, unadulterated. I'm, I was a jerk, not, not real easy to get along with in that time. And, you know, I got to thinking about it and my wife actually pointed out to me cause I, I told her, you know, as I'm, I'm talking to her and, and I guess just kind of, uh, not really confessing, but maybe like unloading, you know, just that this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm overwhelmed with. And, you know, I, I said, uh, you know, I haven't been in my Bible this week. She goes, Oh, I know you haven't. I was like, Oh wait, what do you mean? And you know, it's because when I'm not in the word, you know, it's, it's, I'm irritable. You know, we argue I'm snippy. I'm again, hard to be around but when i start my day with that kind of mindset when i start my day in the word it just it kind of it it creates a paradigm shift and it really kind of helps to shift your perspective on things now and and you know that that doesn't happen our house we still have we have peace in our house you know when we're in the word now let me be entirely clear again the some of you know by now, some of you may not. There are five children in our house. They are 14, 13, 10, 8, and 6. Three boys, two girls, and a partridge in a pear tree. Okay, plus Okay, 10 chickens, a uh, half dozen cats or so, and three dogs. Uh, two of them weigh over 100 pounds and think they're chihuahuas. So, our house, uh, if, if you look up definition in the new version of Webster's coming out next year, you're going to see a picture of our house in there, I guarantee it. And so that doesn't mean that when I get in the Word and I get my study time in and, and, you know, my quiet time and my prayer time, that doesn't mean that as I go through the day and as we go through the week, that frustrating things don't happen. You know, that, uh, I don't know, you know, the, that the kids aren't loud, that, you know, they don't fuss and fight, that... uh you know, we don't, I can't find the keys or, you know, what, whatever it may be. That doesn't mean that stressful and, and frustrating things don't happen, but it means that I am in a better position to deal with them and deal with them in God's strength instead of my own, because that is where I have had my focus. And that is exactly what that looks like. You know, now again, I am not. Not, 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 I've, I've got to put exclamation points on that. I am not a perfect Christian. I am not a perfect example. Okay. Not even remotely close, not even remotely close. But again, you know, kind of, I'm speaking from experience, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's a, you know, we tell our kids do as I say, not as I do, or well, I don't know. That may not be PC anymore nowadays. That's what my parents used to tell me. Uh, you know, I, I'm telling you these things because I've been there, done that. Got the T-shirt sent it back. I know what I'm talking about because I live the consequences of not doing so. You know, and and I can tell you that when you put God first. In your day. Just in your morning routine. You know. Now he doesn't have to come before bathroom time. You know. God understands. You know. He gave you bowels and, and a bladder. Okay. That's all good. Take care of that first. But then get your quiet time in. And get it in. And when you put him first in your day. Then it creates this, this shift. This pattern in your mind. Where you put him first throughout the day. And minute by minute. Hour by hour. And day by day, and your focus shifts from the things directly in front of you and and the, the frustrations and the stresses and the hardships and the how am I going to deal with this and, and deal with these things. And that switches to, oh, I can't wait to see how God's going to deal with this. You know, again, that doesn't mean that those things aren't going to happen, that the, the stressful times aren't going to come, but you are so much Better prepared to deal with it because you're not dealing with it alone, because you have your focus in the right place. And that's really what I kind of wanted to drive home is, you know, yes, it's true. You know, God loves you very much. You know, God made man a little lower than angels, but even the angels don't have the gift of salvation that we have. Only man can claim that gift. That's it. But it's also on us to make him a priority, but it it's really that simple. and that's why I kind of wanted to back up and and I wish I had a, a better phrase for it, but just kind of shift gears a little bit, make this one a little more uh just just a little simp more simple and and a little more personal because it man, I mean there there's nothing to it but to do it, really you know it's not I don't know I, mean, <clears throat> I know some people try to make it deeper than that. But it isn't. Get up man. set your alarm 5 minutes early, 10 minutes early, 20 minutes early. Whatever you can. Whatever you can get. There's tons of you know, Bible study apps on your phone. There, there's dozens of Bible study podcasts out there. You know, whatever. Get God's word in just a few minutes at the start of your day. And I guarantee you, you will see a change. You will see a change. And then the more, the deeper that you get into that, the more you make it a routine, you will feel, I mean, you you really will feel the the presence and, and just the peace of God over your heart and over your home. And so that's what I want to encourage you in. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for this week. Again, I just, I wanted to keep this short and sweet. One more time, thank you so much for listening in and joining me and, and allowing me to be a part of your time. Uh, I'm so grateful that you choose to spend your time listening to me. Just to plug everything real quick, website is fortunefirepodcast.org. For prayer requests, questions, comments, concerns, anything whatsoever, uh, shoot me an email, fortunefirepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes. Ask Siri about us. Uh, Apple's got that. Siri integration thing going on, which is apparently pretty cool. I'm an Android guy, so I don't know, but I hear it's awesome. Uh, But, you know, we're on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, we're everywhere. So anywhere you listen to the show, you know, leave us a review, hit that subscribe button, spread the word, tell your friends, take care of yourselves, and God bless. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us here at Forged Empire Podcast. We know there are thousands of options out there and we're thankful you've chosen to spend your time with us. We hope you've been encouraged and strengthened in your walk with God and encourage you to leave a review on Anchor, iTunes, or wherever you listen to this show. Opening music is Aliens on the Loose by Bobby Cole, which can be licensed at songtrader.com. Questions, comments, prayer requests, or hate mail can all be sent to Forged and FirePodcast at gmail.com or on our website at ForgedInFirePodcast.org.